This is the Brick Wall Breakthroughs Podcast, where we talk about mindset, time management, productivity, and biz strategies aimed at helping you break through your brick walls. All those things that stand in the way of starting or scaling your business. We're here to help guide you on your business journey. Now, here's your host, Pamela, the Brick Wall Coach. All right, I am here today with Stephanie Ferrara. She's the owner of Empowered Creativity Coach. She's a Christ-centered business coach, and she helps women entrepreneurs in the early stages of their coaching practice who are feeling stuck and frustrated with their lack of business growth. Stephanie helps them develop strong foundations for a healthy, thriving, God-driven business while building group coaching programs and online courses for increased profit and impact. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, Pamela, for having me on. Awesome, awesome. Well, I am. I know that we've talked offline, um, so I kind of wanted to bring some of that conversation to the online space. So why don't you okay, let great. our listeners know um, you know, what, you know, why did you make that decision to dive into the world of entrepreneurship? Oh, sure. I love this question because um, it really does get to, um, I think, the heart of who I am. Um, I have been an entrepreneur since I was legally able to own my own business, honestly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was introduced to network marketing when I was in high school and I just knew like as soon as I turned 18 and I could own my own thing, I was going to do it. Um, my aunt was in a company that did skincare and makeup and I just was like blown away by it. It just was so intriguing to me. Um, and so I, that's what I did. Like as soon as I turned 18, um, I signed up with her and, and started selling makeup and skincare. And I did that for several years. Um, moved on through a few different network marketing companies along the way, tried some other um, businesses just on my own. Um, one was related to scrapbooking um, and, you know, selling scrapbook supplies. And so just through my, through my life, as I have been, you know, full-time in uh, the corporate world, I've always had that side gig of, of network marketing and my own thing. And for me, it was always kind of that plan B, like, should something happen with my main job, I've got something to, to back go into immediately. Like, I'll go all in if I ever, like, get fired or something happens, right? Right. And so, um, so yeah, all through my, through my life, like, adult life, I have always had some kind of business on the side. And generally, most of them primarily have been network marketing in some way. Um, but when it comes to this business, to my coaching business, this was a dream that really was dropped in my lap, um, so to speak, um, about in 2015. Um, and it was really, it's a God dream. It's something that just, I was in, in this state of um, actually deciding between two different network marketing companies at the time. I was in one, had joined another and was also trying to start, help start a ministry at my church and was kind of in that place where it's like, are these distractions? What am I supposed to be doing? Um, you know, I loved what I did um, in my, in my corporate job. I was um, a project manager in the financial services industry. 
for over 20 years and absolutely loved my job. So I had nothing that was like pushing me into leaving my job and, and starting a business because I loved what I did. And, um, but God really dropped this dream in me as I was really praying about like, um, you know, my job and what I was supposed to be doing with that extra time outside of my job as far as ministry and business and all of that. And he gave me this vision, kind of almost this mission statement that I live my life by now. And that's that my mission is to encourage women to help them find their dream, to live their dream, like discover how to dream again, and to then follow their dream, like discover their God-given talents and go use them. And that, and he said, you know, you're going to do that in business and in ministry. And so I've been on this quest since 2015, figure out what that looked like. Um, he even gave me life coaching and business coaching as that was something I was going to do. And so it took some time to, to figure that out. I had to do some research when he gave me that dream in 2015. I didn't know what a life coach was. I didn't know what a business <laughs> coach was. I had been a business consultant um, as I had you know, helped with, pro- with projects for other companies and things like that, but, but I had never been a coach. And so I had to do some research. And as I did that research, I realized a lot of what I did in my role as a project manager was coaching. Um, it was helping to draw out what the executives really wanted in this project. You know, what was their vision? What were they trying to accomplish? What was the end result? And then helping to figure out what are the steps to get there? And um, and so as I learned around th- about that, and then I did some training um, around business coaching and, and just fell in love with the industry and just, I love it. I love what I do now and the clients that I have and being able to help them discover what it is they're supposed to be doing, having those aha moments when they break through a barrier of, you know, something that's been holding them back for probably like years almost even most of their life as they realize that this thing that they've believed about themselves or about other people or about business or money, that it's gotten in the way of their success and their, their joy. I won't say happiness because happiness is different than joy. (laughs) Right, right. And that's probably where that business and life coaching kind of intersect. Um, I know that I talk about that a lot. Um, with my clients and just people I come across that it's that area. Oh, and it's so hard sometimes to put into words, but it's that area that you can't expect to be happy or satisfied or successful in your business life. If you're not in your personal life, like the two blend together, especially when you're, the entrepreneur, when you are the business owner, and when those lines kind of get blurry. Um, but working from home is a great example. I mean, just being able to, uh, you know, roll out of bed and get right to work, not everybody can do that. They, they've got families to take care of and other things. So one depends so much on the other's outcome that it's kind of like life and business have to go hand in hand. That, that is so true. They, they do. They just, they can't be separated. And I know that so often um, we as individuals, we like to compartmentalize our lives and we say, you know, work stays at work and home stays at home and, and, you know, church stays at church and, and whatever else you've got going on stays there too. And that's really um, an unattainable 
view of life. Um, we it's like just, to think that we can, <laughs> but it, right, right. I mean, what I've realized through my own discovery and, and, you know, um, and everything with the things that have held me back, it really is like those, those things that I believed in the way that I did life, it helped me excel in business because man, I was the one who was, you know, like last person to leave, always took work home, like go getter. I was going to make things happen. I was pushing hard to make that stuff happen. That's great in my, in my business, right? It's a good quality to have in some aspects. Um, but it was to the detriment of my family. Yeah. And, and I know and that's where, talked, where you yeah. can't separate them. Exactly. And I know when we talked, that was like spot on with, I was like, wow. It sounds just like me. I mean, yeah. I was always the first one there. I was all, almost always the last one to leave. I gave it 150% in my business life. And then my family suffered because of it. And what I learned was it wasn't just my family. It was me. It was yeah. me. Like I overlooked that part of me. So many things you talked about scrapbooking. I mean, that was like a complete joy in my life. I loved mm -hmm. to be able to scrapbook. I found myself not even having time or if I had the time, I was just too tired. Like I couldn't yeah, do it exactly. anymore. I had nothing left to give. So I know that um, I, I think we really hit it off on a lot of those things because as you spoke to me, I was like, wow, I really saw so much of myself and what right. you struggled with as well. Yeah, I mean, I got to a point, um, and, I, and I can't remember exactly what year it was, but somewhere around that year of 2015, it's probably around 2016, um, I got to this point where I was doing so much like I was so performance oriented um, that if I was just sitting still watching TV, it drove me crazy yeah. um, <laughs> to not be doing something to be else too. <laughs> yeah, I had to be busy. Yeah. And um, and but it, at some point, I was. Um, I remember like I can picture it in my head. I was driving down the road and. Um, I had been asked to do something. I was working in a political campaign and I'd been asked to do something and I realized like the time it was going to take to do it and, and everything. And I just remember, you know, praying like there's so much like, and it's, so, it was so important to me to be part of that. But God told me like in that moment, he said he was, he made it so clear to me that my family was suffering because of my performance and that I couldn't say no to things he made it really clear, you got to quit the campaign. And I was like, no, like, don't make me do that. You know, like, I was a, I was a volunteer, but I was working lots of hours on it. Um, I was his, I was a social media manager and his, you know, like I did all of his, the email campaigns and social media stuff. And, and I, and I really enjoyed it, but you know, it was, my daughter was young and I was always working if I wasn't working, I was doing this volunteer work, right? And I kind of still do a lot of that today, but I also have learned to balance and take time off. So like on the weekend, I don't work, you know, <laughs> like I truly right. take my weekends off and I have a couple nights a week where it's like five o'clock, I'm shutting the computer and yeah. I'm going to go and binge watch something um, exactly. and just sit around and do trying something. Trying to find that balance and that balance looks different for everybody. Right. Um, but that's the same kind of thing that I went through and just saying, you know, 
five o'clock. Five o'clock is good. That part mm -hmm. of my life ends and now I'm on to something else. And the same thing, like, you know, I will find myself sometimes allowing myself to work maybe on a Saturday morning. Sure. But then I, I make sure I reserve like Sunday. Sunday yeah. is is just you know, me day, family day, stuff that I, I, I want to do. And you can't readily do that when you're working the Monday through Friday. So, yes. so much of what you say just resonates with me. And I'm sure it does with the listeners as well. And key to that is learning not only that balance, but learning how to say no. <laughs> which yeah, exactly. which takes some work, <laughs> right? Well, the, and the one thing for me because I do depend so much on the on the Holy Spirit to help guide me on, on whether to say no or yes to something. And I realize that even now there are times when I'll end up wanting to do so much um, that, and sometimes it's just like I want to go to this event, I want to do this thing, or whatever it is, and it's like a set time, a set date type of thing. And I realize I'm starting to really stress over how to fit it all in. And it's then that I realized that thing doesn't need to be done. I don't need to go to that as good as it may be, as fun as it may be, you know, whatever it is with, if it's truly getting to that point where it's stressing me out to try to fit everything together in my life for that particular day, because, you know, now my daughter's 13 and she does um, sports and we've got all kinds of things that we're going to, you know, we've right. got practices right. to go to and games and, and then I still am involved in the uh, recovery ministry at church. And so that has its obligations and everything as well. And so when it comes to something outside of those things, I really have to sit and think, do I have to be there? No, there's nothing I have to be at. Do I want to go? Yes. And then I just really is like, but should I go? And if I feel any kind of stress or discomfort in trying to make it happen, then it's just, that's the no. That's how I, that's how I say no now. It's like, um, no, I just can't, you know, it sounds great. And yeah, I'm probably missing out on a good time, whatever that might be, you know, but I just can't fit it all in and still have that proverbial balance in my life of, you know, being there with my family and doing the other, other things. Right, right, exactly. And, and just because you're saying no to something in the moment doesn't mean that you're not going to be able to say yes later on down the road. Oh, totally. Exactly. Um, it's just you have to do what is right for you and what feels good for you. Um, mm -hmm. Again, it's that like need versus want and asking right. yourself those questions. Is everything in alignment with, you know, what I want to do, what my beliefs are, what, you know, it's a quick thing. I mean, it sounds like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I got to ask myself all these questions, but <laughs> nah. it's a quick thing in your mind that you just kind of go through. And, you know, sometimes the process takes a little longer. Um, sometimes it's super fast, but yeah, right. I love that. I love that. So, you know, this is called Brick Wall Breakthroughs. So I'm wondering if you can share with us one particular hurdle, one of those brick walls that you faced and overcome in your business? So this is a really good one. Um, one of the things that happened for me, and this really was the, the catalyst that allowed me to start my business, but it started as in, it's kind of one of those tragedy to God using it for good type of stories, right? So in 2017, over spring break, I was attacked by a dog. 
and ended up on short-term disability for a little over six months um, as he had broken my right arm. He had mauled my left arm. I was missing muscle. I couldn't oh my open my hand, all kinds of things that, you know, so I had two casts, right? One on each arm for probably the first two months of going to the doctor and she's checking on me. And I'm all I could think about in those first two months was I am a project manager. Cause I was still working full time at the time. I'm a project manager and 95% of my job is, is like written communication, right? I have to be able to type. <laughs> and I couldn't open my left hand. Not happening. <laughs> Not happening. Right. And so I was really getting into this low point of like trying to figure out like if I don't, if I can't go back to work and do that same job, what am I going to do? And even though I had this dream, this business dream already, like in 2015, like I said, he had given me that. But here I am in 2017 facing reality of my hand may never open again. I might be typing right, you know, like one handed for a while or whatever that might look like. And just at the time and where I was, I couldn't figure out like, how am I going to work? And there was one day that somehow like normally during, so during that time I couldn't do a lot of things by myself. So I always had somebody that was here at the house with me. And I had, I think about a 30 minute window between one friend had to leave and before somebody else was coming over to, to sit with me. And so during that 30 minutes, I just like laid back on the couch and, and I just prayed. I was like, God, what's happening here? Like what, I, I know that you can take any of this and turn it to good. What's going on here? How am I going to work? And I heard clear as day in my head, you were given the gift of project management. You are not a project manager. That is not your identity. Mm, and so you can use your gift in any way, regardless of what happens. And I want you to, but it doesn't have to be doing what you were doing before. And I was like, whoa, I had to sink in for a little bit. Like project manager is not my, it's not who I am. It's what I do. Right. Your skills are not defining you. Right. Right. Yeah. But you know, I'd been a project manager for 20 years. It was who I was, right? <laughs> it's like, it is what I am. <laughs> and so really it was that moment that shifted for me where instead of going to my doctor appointments of how am I going to type again? I've got to get back to work. I got to do this thing. It was, I don't want to go back to work. I want to start my business. Now's the time. How do I make this happen? And so it was that shift that was really that catalyst moment of now's the time. And so then during that recovery time, I started just doing a little more research and figuring out if I were to start this, what would it look like? What training would I need to do? All of that. And I was able to then, I would say God was pushing me out of my corporate job by the end of that that recovery period because at the six month mark, short term disability is over. Long term disability stop, starts. When you go into long term disability, you're no longer an employee of the company. You can come back and apply again if you want, but basically, you're no longer an employee. You're on long term disability. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. you know, they didn't explain that to me until after we were doing the long term disability stuff. <laughs> I mean, in the end, it really didn't matter. I hadn't been released from my doctor yet or anything, but you know, so it was just facing that reality. Okay. I'm no longer employed by this company. Then two weeks later, the doctor released me to go back to work. I'm like, well, I don't have a job to go to. <laughs> and, but 
you know, I just saw that totally as you're not supposed to. Like, I made sure this went long enough so that, like, it wasn't an easy going back. It wasn't easy to just go back to the old thing, right? Right. Um, so I feel like he kind of turned this. I don't, I firmly believe he did not cause my accident. The dog went, went crazy. The enemy, I was, had started ministry school. There are several things there that I'm like, I think the enemy was trying to take me out. Um, <laughs> but he definitely, it was just total proof to me of how he could turn it to good. And so here I am now, several years later, I've got my business going. I'm running my group coaching program lead. The women are getting, you know, making progress in their business. They're making breakthrough in their mindset around a lot of things. And, and it's such a beautiful thing. It's just amazing to me. Well, that is... I, I mean, like, I wake up and I'm like, I can't believe I get to do this. I mean, like, oh. it sounds so cliche, but it is one of those things that truly oh, that's is. I can't great... believe I get to do this every day. Yeah, it's a great feeling. It's a great feeling. And, and that is just a wonderful story. It's just so much meaning behind that. Just the kind of twists and turns that your life went through yeah. and what happened, you know, the outcome of all of it. I love that. Um, so what's the best piece of advice that you've been given and who gave that to you? So my current business coach, I would say the best piece of advice that she's given me is just mess. She says messy action, like just get started. It doesn't have to be pretty, pretty. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be beautiful. Just get it out there and then you can tweak and make changes and make it pretty along the way, but just start. Um, whether that's starting your business or deciding, you know, I'm going to start doing video. Your first ones are going to be horrible, but it's okay. At least you started, you know, your first website that you do by yourself, it's not going to be pretty, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it'll be pretty at the time, but then, you know, you're going to evolve and you're going to look back and say, I can't believe I thought that was pretty. (laughs) You know, I think about my website, like that I first one that I created, oh, I don't know, back in like 2000. And I'm like, like it was the ugliest thing in the world, you know, (laughs) its purpose for it that. served the purpose oh, you know and exactly. I sold product you know and stuff it worked you know <laughs> I know I love that's one of my favorite things to do is when I'm like oh wait a minute I have a video on that and I go back and I look at it and I think well it's a good thing the message is okay because right boy does that or it just <laughs> however it is it's it's clear to you how much you've grown exactly different months and the different years. You're like, oh, the message was still there, but it's just yeah. told in a different way. I, I love to go back and look at old videos and I'm thinking, oh my mm-hmm. goodness, I really oh, yeah. some of the, some of the first videos that I that I did just you know, just even several years ago, not you know, I don't know, probably even just four years ago, and I look and I'm like sitting on the floor of my daughter's bedroom because it had the best light kind of thing and everything. It's like, <laughs> oh, I love that. Well, before we end our time together, I have a few um, what I call fun questions just to uh-huh. know you a little bit better. And I love some of these questions. So the biggest one is all around productivity because my side thing is I'm like this productivity guru and I can't mm-hmm. get enough of it. So what would be your one go-to productivity tool that you feel you can't live without? My calendar, because if it's going to get done, it has to be on my calendar, not just meetings, but scheduling the time to work on specific pieces of my projects, um, specific pieces of my course, 
um, you know, record, whether it's record this video or write this module or write a blog post, whatever it is, it's got to be on my calendar or it's not going to get done. I don't leave anything to when I get around to it, <laughs> it gets scheduled. I love that. Same with me. Um, all right, let's see. Do you have a favorite book that you want to suggest that maybe our audience should check out? Definitely. So one of the things in my coaching practice that, that I really help my clients with, you know, is defining, defining their niche, finding that ideal client. And a book that really helped me a few years back to hone in some on that um, was one I actually had the privilege of getting to read it early because I was on an edit team with, uh, for the author. And his name is Brian Dixon. And the book is called Start With Your People. And it is phenomenal. It's great. It's not just a business book. Um, it can apply to any, any part of life. <laughs> um, and just knowing your people and who your people are and how to take care of people. Oh, I love that. I have not read that. So that's going on my list too. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. So what do you enjoy doing in your off work time? I like creative things. And kind of like we were talking about earlier, there are times that I realized that I don't get to be so creative anymore. Um, you know, the whole scrapbooking thing, like, um, you know, it, that actually used to be my, my, my stress release, um, before I was married again, my scrapbook stuff was always on my kitchen table because I'd be working on, on work and I'd get kind of like stuck and I'd go and scrapbook for a little bit. And then an idea would pop into my head. I'd be able to go back to do it and work, um, and do stuff. But so I do like to be creative, but I realized that now um, that just shows up in different ways. So I'm doing like video editing for my ministry. I think ministry is probably my thing that I do for fun. Um, <laughs> um, definitely re- reading. Um, but yeah, just getting into create different new creative things. So um, I've, you know, kind of those scrapbooking skills translate into Canva and creating images for our social media and things like that. Um, that's a wonderful translation of that isn't it (laughs) it is it's fantastic you know just as I was kind of getting out of scrapbooking digital scrapbooking was coming around and you started to play around with some of that and so like you know canvas like just a big scrapbook thing (laughs) oh my goodness so I'm gonna end up with this last question what is your greatest fear and how do you manage it oh I think or personal wise yeah, I think continually the fear that comes up for me is uh, it really is that fear of failure, um, which it's kind of weird because I know one of the ways that it has manifested for me has been more fear of success. So it's like I have some success and then I pull back. Um, but it really is fear of failure in the end uh, that I might get success and then lose it. And the way that I have to just push past that um, one is through through prayer. And I feel like I have a promise that as long as God's on, on, you know, this path with me, that there's no way that I can fail. And it's just getting out there and doing it anyway and doing it scared. You know, when it's trying something new, um, you know, whatever it is, it's just getting out there and doing it scared and knowing that, you know, even if this particular thing fails, like this particular launch or this product doesn't really hit the way that I think it would or whatever that is, that, Every, every step of the way, I'm learning, um, and there's something that I can learn from even the failure that I can take through and, and push to success. That is a powerful message, and I just love that management technique. It's just 
That's wonderful. That is wonderful. And I think that's a great lesson for everybody to take away from this particular episode. Um, You know, just going forward with it, no matter how imperfect it is, and just taking those moments, all the moments as learning lessons. Some are going to be wonderful, others not so wonderful, others you wish you had never even done that, but you exactly get something out of it. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for taking time to spend with me today, Stephanie. It was a pleasure uh, to talk to you and have you on today. And uh, we'll definitely be keeping in touch. Definitely, Pamela. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Be sure to tune in again next week for another great episode of Brick Wall Breakthroughs.